I pushed the key in a lock, but it turned without resistance. The door was jerked open, and an arm surged out of the dark and grabbed my wrist, followed by short clipped words exhorting me not to yell. I was guided into the living room and pressed into a chair. It took my eyes a moment to adjust to the light when the lamp was turned on. One of the kitchen chairs had been pulled to within a couple feet of where I sat. A man sat just staring at me. He was tall and had turned the chair around backwards and leaned folded arms on the backrest. Despite his relaxed position, it was apparent he was anxious. His thick dark hair was tousled and his brow deeply furrowed. He took a deep breath, more a sigh really, then began to speak. My name is Fred Meeker. Edna Eddowes helped out at an accident I was involved in. He paused, as though he expected me to have some response. I didn't speak. I had attempted to talk to her, but she slammed the door in my face. He looked dazed. I thought maybe he was in shock. I didn't care. I explained that she was dead, and he seemed surprised, and shook his head. I don't know anything about that. I'd gone past her house, but it was marked off with police tape. I wondered what had happened. What came next seemed so bizarre that I thought I might be sitting in front of a crazy person. The story slowly unfolded how he had nightmares immediately after he came out of the coma. After a time, I found out that Edna was having nightmares also, but it wasn't that simple. My dreams included her and her dreams included me, and I was a murderer and she was the victim. His voice almost became a sob. But it got worse. At first I journaled the night terrors and had been assured by the doctor that they would soon stop. At this point in his narrative, he took on such a forlorn look that I thought he might break down. I began having gaps in my memory, but attributed them to the coma, but always I had the feeling that something was happening, something not of my doing during those blackouts. We heard a noise, and he held his hand out to keep me from getting up. When we didn't hear anything more, he continued as though he'd never been interrupted. It was when one of my dreams matched the headline about the murdered hotel maid that I realized that during those memory gaps, I became someone other than myself. He made eye contact with me as though wanting to be sure that I understood. He slowed his speech. You've got to believe me when I tell you that whatever horror transpired during a memory gap was not committed by me, that I was not responsible. I simply nodded. We sat in silence for a moment. Again, when I said nothing, he began to speak. I had hoped since you were Edna's friend and business manager that you might be able to lend some insight into her dreams. The trip to San Francisco came to mind. When we went to San Francisco for her gallery opening, she saw the story about your accident, saw your picture. She made the connection between the dream you and the real you and made me take her to see my brother, who's a San Francisco detective, and told him she felt the dreams were a premonition. He silently nodded. Case note. Octavio speaking. There were a dozen people in the Medford Airport terminal that deplaned with me, mostly men. I spotted the officers easily. 
Their uniforms made them obvious. One of the two approached me, while the second hung back in case there was trouble. Artavio Ramos? I nodded and handed over my ID. They escorted me to Marsh's office, but didn't go in with me. I didn't sit. He came around the desk where he had several files scattered, and we shook hands. Both of us remained standing. I received a brief call from a Dr. Carolyn Kirkland just moments ago, saying that a man had tried to kill her and that she'd gotten a good look at him, said she recognized him as a current patient who might have been exhibiting some symptoms from having been in a coma. She hung up on me before I could ask any questions. I'm going to her home to take her into protective custody until this patient can be located. You're welcome to tag along. I declined to go with him. I need a car. I want to check in on my sister.